0: Warning, the following podcast contains discussions about mass shootings and racial violence. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I am your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. And we have a truly, truly special guest uh, for you this week from the bottom of my heart. He is enrich so many of our lives with laughter and we're going to get more into him at the beginning here, but before we do, brief shout out to sponsors of the show, your friends and ours, No Judges Needed, your one-stop shop for all of your BJJ apparel needs. I'm talking rash guards. I'm talking fight shorts. And you know, I'm talking about those sweet, sweet looking geese. Just look at them. And obviously we're not really doing visual much anymore, but if you will go to the www.nojudgesneeded.com page, you will see Many a ripped-up jiu-jitsu athlete rocking this stellar-looking gear, tight, taut, athletic frames, one maybe looking a little bit more in shape than others. Who is that? He turns around, and, yes, it is Kevin Gallagher. You can (laughs) see Kevin Gallagher modeling some of these incredibly, impressively designed, pieces of apparel i don't know why you're wasting time here when you could go do that ogle him for hours like i know you're already doing see him in action shots as well as just at rest get many different types of kevin gallagher and the a promotion that he is uh, a part of no judges needed it is a jujitsu owned and operated brand full of great designs quality equipment from toe tip to tail and you're supporting the, you're supporting yourselves when you invest in them because you're, you're making sure one of those jujitsu London operated businesses keeps, keeps on ticking in this, these crazy, crazy times we're living in. And if you want to save some money, we're there to help you out on that end with the promo code JJT, use the promo code JJT at checkout, not 20% off your purchase, save a little green, you know, like let them know we sent you, do it for yourselves. All right. This is all for you. We do all this for you.
1: Okay. Kev, that uh, right <laughs> that ad rate, uh bordered on homoerotic. I just want you to know that you got, got a little. Got I, always a little, got little ri- I always run the risk. I always run the risk of that. No, you know? walk. You walk a fine line. I, I tell you, you're very you good at know, your job. But you, every time I do a it took a, us an right to rate. the edge there.
0: I know every time I do an ad read, it's like I'm I'm holding the kite in a storm, and sometimes I lose <laughs> lose control of the kite. Like I lose grip and I scramble, and then I get it back. I never lose it completely.
1: <laughs> still, still very well done, Troy. So not, yes, uh, thank
0: you. Thank you very much, No Judges Needed, for helping us out. We won't let you down. And to all of you guys looking to upgrade your gear, www.nojudgesneeded.com, promo code JJT, for 20% off. All right, ad read over. Today's guest is not only a BJJ practitioner, because we've had many BJJ practitioners, almost entirely BJJ practitioners on this show. Uh, he is not only a practitioner of the art, but an acclaimed artist as well, not just of violence, but of, you know, drawing and stuff. <laughs> Amassing over 30,000 followers on Instagram, the Immortal Choke page has filled many a day of laughter and joy and merriment in the lives of us jiu practitioners. And today we are proud to introduce the man behind all of the funny and all of the painful insight that he's often forced us to reckon with. Please join us in welcoming to the studio today, Mr. Billy Hong. Billy, welcome
2: to the JJT Podcast, man. How are you doing? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. And uh, i just like to say everyone should do steroids. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to get that out there. Hey, man, you know,
1: to level the playing field. Down, yeah, it's, level it's, the it's, why, why not? Why not? We could just go yeah. bionic with it.
0: I know all three of us look like we're on gear, yeah. but, you know, Billy, what's your stack looking like these days? <laughs> I,
1: I'm sponsored,
2: so... Oh, okay. <laughs> it depends, depends, depends. Okay. Well, well,
1: <laughs> sponsored All by age right. and, like, Thomas uh, Thomas Johnson, age and
2: rejuvenation Inter- clinic in uh, 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 <laughs> Southern
1: Albuquerque. <laughs> I'm a
2: sponsored comic artist. Exactly.
0: Well, only someone uh, using a little bit of supplements could achieve the, the amount of funny that you've managed to on a, a crazily consistent basis. Um, but before we get into the story, the, the, the ethos of the page and of you, I just want to know how, like, what did you do today? Like, what was your day filled with today?
2: Uh, working, stressing, getting bloated. I think (laughs) that's, I, that's, I think for me, that's kind of been the story of this, this past year. Um, I don't know what it's been like for you guys, but I haven't trained in a year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have it on, <laughs> oh, <here>. um, <laughs> where are you uh,
1: where are you at where are you, st- where are you living at where's home
2: well i've been bouncing around so uh, i think at this i i was in reno i just moved to seattle
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then prior to that i was training at uh, smash gyms in Sunnyvale. i i feel like there's a lot coming out right now because i don't Sorry. think my gym actually knows that uh i won't be training there anymore <laughs> oh boy <laughs> Wow, Cut, breaking news.
1: Well, the, the good news yeah. is no one watches the show, so you're fine.
0: Wow. <laughs> this is for our own enjoyment. Yeah, this is
1: for we just do this. We just do this for, just fun. Fact: like, I never, like I never click
0: the, I never clicked the record button. So you know, we're spe- we're speaking <laughs> to the void right now.
1: So I guess my second question about your day is: is uh, how long did it take you to do your hair? Because that thing's impressive, man.
2: <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, it it doesn't it doesn't take long. My my wife is actually really jealous of it because my hair is like it's it's so thick like she yeah. tried to cut my hair once and it actually dulled the, dulled the, blade. the yeah, that's great. so yeah. if i just blow dry it up it'll stay up that's like great. for uh, those
0: of you for those of you wanting a visual accompaniment look up when three fates and hercules tried to cut his thread but it was golden and indestructible <laughs> oh, and they kept on denting the scissors that's essentially what happens when everyone tries to cut bill's hair
1: that's it probably works yeah you're probably one of those guys that like you can roll for eight rounds and then your hair just is like it's just as pristine. Like when you get done is when it started. It's just it's <laughs> an odd like fallacy of scientific uh, <laughs> I don't know scientific will or something. It's 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 impressive. Sorry, I'm I'm I, tapering off.
2: Actually, I am that guy though. You're yeah. you're spot on. I'm <laughs>
1: exactly. gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let the comedian be funny, and then I'm just gonna <laughs> sit back. <and laughs> anyway.
0: So not train like so you've been bouncing around not really training for a year. How is that? How has that felt? You know, because I feel like we've talked a lot about how it's been for, you know, the gym owners and the and the business people. But honestly, because we talked to so many like high level athletes, where it's like I just you know we were in a room with five guys and we were very hush hush about it and drew the blinds. Boogie got ratted out for holding practices, but you know a lot of people just haven't been
2: able to train so what's that been like it's i mean it's twice as hard just because i do a jujitsu comic daily and i'm not (laughs) doing jujitsu so (laughs) it's it's super hard like you can see back there i got a dummy and i used it a total of like three times (laughs) um it's just not the same you know um so it's it's been super hard like I, i miss it a lot and you know i think i do what a lot of us do sometimes we just you're just kind of sitting there you're just like doing kimura grips on like at you know at work and <laughs>
1: just, just wishing and Try, but, trying to trying to choke your girlfriend <laughs> just like laying on the couch just like gonna kind of slip it in the rear and it could choke just, do you wanna, do you <laughs> a
2: foot massage or yeah, yeah. toe and heel hooks working your, <laughs> working your inside She's <laughs> yeah and then you know then you start doing it on your dog and stuff like that but yeah it's it's been tough and um, pr- actually prior to doing jujitsu, I was a powerlifter, So, it, you know, weightlifting has always been a big part of my life and that's something that I couldn't really do either. So it, it was like, okay, can't, can't do jujitsu. And then also now I have to get really familiar with the kettlebell. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's been, it's been a challenge to, to try to, cause essentially what I'm doing is I'm just remembering experiences from a year ago. <laughs> to to come up with the the comic ideas and whatnot so it's been tough but you know uh, I'm itching to get back whenever we can
0: well we're definitely gonna get into the comic but uh, that mention of you uh, your past as a powerlifter has me pretty interested uh, how did you find jujitsu from there
2: Um. so I have been. I don't know if you guys know, but my my brother runs the comic Immortal Barbell. Um, oh wow! It's, it's way way bigger than Immortal Choke, but you know, it's we're brothers. It's the Immortal Empire, <laughs> and <laughs> so it, it, I think it was like in sixth grade is when my older brother got me into just lifting weights. Um, and both my brothers they they compete in powerlifting, so it just was kind of like a a family thing and. I think for me, it was just getting a little bit monotonous, just going into the gym and just pushing weights around. So I I just wanted something a little bit, well, two things. I I wanted to do something that was just like a little bit more interactive. Um, And then the other thing was like, I mean, I think I've always grown up having insecurities about, you know, maybe just being smaller or not athletic in that type of thing. um, And just worrying about, Oh, what if I did get in a street altercation or something? Uh, So you know, it. I think it made sense, Um, but I came to it like many other people do: start doing Muay Thai, and then you know, you try out Jiu Jitsu. And then you quit Muay Thai <laughs> and then you just do <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: It is it is crazy, man, because you get I, I see that a lot too. And I you know I box for a long, long time, man. like there's first of all, there's like you just get sick of getting punched in the face. Like, why the fuck am I getting punched in the face? This sucks, it's horrible. I don't like it. It's really I don't they can't be good for me. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, why get
2: punched in the face when you can just get knee sliced in the nuts? Right. You know? exactly.
1: exactly. <laughs> but then you also kind of get to the point. You know, the thing about Muay Thai is that you know you can choose to not spar with any kind of like real like it's 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 tough to really get to a point like in Jiu Jitsu we can go hard 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 to one another all the time you just can't really do that in Muay Thai for the long run you can just spar hard you just beat it you beat each other up too much so you get to a point where you just get bored with it you're just like all right, if I'm not gonna spar hard and take it to the next level and become a fighter. Like, why am I really even doing Muay Thai? It's what I find about Muay
2: Thai a Exactly, bit. and I think the just the variability with Jiu Jitsu, like you could be doing fat Jitsu, you could be like <laughs> one of these like spinny, De La Hiva, Barambolo dudes, like there's just like so many different characters within Jiu Jitsu.
1: Right, exactly, the, yeah. the, list of, the list of like, uh, I've done striking, then, you know, Muay Thai is cool. Muay Thai kind of gives you more elements, but the reality of it is, is there's only so much shit you can learn in striking. And he's only seven bunches. You know, there's only so much you can figure out seven strikes and freaking knees and elbows, where the fuck it is. Like when you, so when you get to it, like jujitsu, the, the the encyclopedia is almost infinite of different moves and variations of different positions. It's just more cerebral. I, um,
0: when i was in college i was still a white belt but i uh ended up meeting one of my best friends there tristan and i met him because he was hitting the heavy bag in like the weightlifting gym so hard it was like deafening the rest of the like the space for everybody and everyone just would leave him alone and i went up to him like hey are you a martial artist i just found this jujitsu thing let's be friends and he's like oh okay And, um, we were messing around and I was teaching him some stuff that I knew and he wanted to teach me Muay Thai, but I'm like the least flexible in my legs person on the planet. I just can't kick. And he's like, come on, like, I'll just, I'll just mess with you. I'm like, you know what? How about you just like kick me one time? Like we were just, we were like kind of play sparring and I'm like, just kick me one time. He's like, okay. And then he kicked me in my my leg and then I said, all right, stop. And then I I just walked away and I'm like, I sat down and I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) like he's like i wasn't that wasn't hard and i'm like yeah no, I, I know um i'm just uh i don't want hard i don't want anything more <laughs> and uh so i'm that was my brief muay thai career and i, I don't think <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna go back although
2: he he's probably gonna try and convince me what next time i hang out with him i feel like that's a lot of jujitsu people's muay thai career so yeah I uh,
0: I'm I'm very scared. I'm like, but I'm also scared of judo too. And I've had plenty of people that have come on the show try to convince me to do judo, just because my first judo practice ended with with a a sprained
1: toe, and I was like hobbling on crutches for a while. So it's (laughs) (laughs) judo's judo's not fun, man. Judo's another one. It's (laughs) like it's awesome. It sounds great until you're getting slammed into the freaking ground repeatedly over and over and over again. Same thing in wrestling. I think like judo is even worse. I don't know if I I don't. I have guys that have done judo for a lifetime. I just take themselves like, why would you do that?
2: <laughs> it's it's so painful. Does, does anyone do these things like in their later years? I feel like those are very young man type of. I
1: yeah. I don't know how you right? could. I don't know how you could. I think as you go up higher up the ranks, your your real true throwing and, and impactful high stakes throwing game in judo is kind of like you're more just like foot sweeps and like. Uh, what's the word? I'm like, like ceremonial type, uh, <laughs> type yeah. of movements. So. A
0: sacrifice throw becomes a little bit more literal if you try it when you're a little older.
1: <laughs> but I guess jujitsu is died. the same thing. <laughs> like when you get a little, when you you can't. You can't train jujitsu at the highest impact for, over for an extended period. Of time. maybe more than I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about.
0: Maybe it's more do, maybe you, bro,
2: do more yeah. steroids. That's right. Exactly. 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 Billy that's
0: came right. on this show with a very specific message. He's trying <laughs> to get out there, <laughs> exactly. and I exactly. appreciate him for doing that. Legalize, um, legalize the juice. <laughs> I think that that's actually a good point to bring. Like to bring up though, that like you know Elaine, jujitsu grandma, you can pick up this sport at a later age, and yeah, you you may not be competitive with some younger people but you can be compare- competitive in your age bracket and for you and I feel like overall the stress is a little bit less um did you find that there the injuries between powerlifting and jiu-jitsu were similar though cuz I know that that's a sport that's not without injuries
2: yeah it's that that's an interesting one um well I'll just say right off the top both back pain is number one, (laughs) back pain is like the first and most persistent one. I would say, I think I was lucky enough that I didn't really get too many powerlifting injuries. Um, but when I look at my brothers, it's always the back in the knees. Um, so pretty similar, but I think, I think one big thing is, uh, with powerlifting, the, the movements are so controlled and predictable, um, that I feel like it's a little bit more consistent, but like jujitsu, you're just rolling around everywhere. Like you don't know what energy your your partner has, and then spazzy white belts just throw. I mean, it throws everything out of whack. So, <laughs> I think you see a much more variety of injuries in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I I definitely can, I can agree with that. <laughs> Yeah. That's the
1: idea of joint manipulations and chokes. It's not the, uh, it's not the greatest, um, not the greatest combination when you're dealing with some kind of uh fighting art, but I don't know. It's still better. Get punched in the face. <laughs> get punched in idea. the face is the most, it's just the most oddly rational thing that human beings try to make or irrational things that human beings try to make rational to say, okay, cool. I'm just going to get punched in the face and, Keep doing this because it's fun and we're dealing with it. It's like, oh no, getting punched in the face sucks. Anyway, as <laughs> I digress, <laughs> yeah. so, so funny guy, tell us another funny story <laughs> <laughs>
2: dance puppet. Dance dance puppet. For, help, help save the show.
1: I was watching, speaking of uh, speaking of powerlifting and injuries, I saw a I think it was uh, I forget his damn name, Alan Belcher posted a video the other day on Facebook. Actually, today I saw it on Facebook of some big, massive man doing an incline bench press. with God knows how much weight on there it had to have been 500 pounds. And as he was pushing it up, we just see his pectoral muscle just explode out of his chest. Not out of his chest, but, you know, completely rip off. And it was just like rip off the bone and just kind of like bonk, bulge up in the middle of nowhere. And it was just one of the yeah. most disgusting That's- things I've ever seen. Oh my God.
0: Uh, well, what was your heaviest lift on like for meats? I, I was wondering like the, were you squat deadlift bench? Like what, what was your go-to? I'm
2: a really weirdly built person. <laughs> so um, I honestly, there was a lot of times when my upper body was like almost stronger than my lower body. So Hell I, yeah. uh, ignore uh, legs, legs suck, build everything else. <laughs> I, I skipped leg day for a long time. And then, I didn't, and they just never caught up. So um, yeah. I think last last recorded competition, I hit 300 for my bench. Um, and then squat and deadlift, I honestly can't remember, but they're just so not impressive that it doesn't even <laughs> matter. It doesn't, yeah. 225, yeah. 225. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was, I'm sure it was like 300 squat and like, 315 deadlift or something weird like wow. that. What, what were you what
1: were you three hundred yeah. deadlift? Three sixty deadlifts are pretty good or three sixty bench press is a pretty good bench press. That's not bad, man. I was like, my goal is to break three hundred. That's always like been my freaking ever since like high school. The three hundred mark is my on oh, my radar. I got pretty mm-hmm. close. I've been lifting with a trainer. One of my guys wants to do boxing stuff, so I was oddly enough, even though I just trash boxing. Right? I'm also open for private lessons, by the way, if anyone's interested. <laughs> <laughs> I switch out some boxing lessons with him for some strength training stuff. I and mean, we had my bench press up to about, God, I was about 270, I think, when I was up, but I was really lifting a lot, which is like, oh, I thought I was super cool. 300 is <laughs> my goal. I wanted to hit 300. And then I see guys like you that probably weigh like half what I do. <laughs>
2: Put up three well, I mean, it's, it's like a whole nother thing in competition, too, because um, I mean, you try to train for it. But the you know, the way they give the commands is like you you start at the top and then yeah. you have to hold it at the bottom. And it's like, oh, my God, it just feels like forever when you're just yeah. waiting for the call to to, to push it up.
1: It's a whole other thing, man. It's like competitive weightlifting, especially squats. You got to get all the way down, Mm -hmm. ash the grass, and get back up again. Like, yeah, you get
0: get the three or two green lights, two like like I know there's lights involved. I've only ever been to one weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've only ever been to one weightlifting meet, and it was very. There were just like bags of bread and like
2: like Gatorade everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> pop Tarts too.
0: Yeah, um, yeah pop the
2: Yeah, they want the cut
0: to get down to weight. And now they're just like housing carbs in a way that like a jujitsu fighter never
2: could. <laughs> it's, but, a, it's, so, it's one of those really frustrating things is like, um I think it's the same with you know how they do like the the 10 count in in boxing. It's just like when you have to hold and you just have to wait for a judge's like mental like okay that's that's good now now go up it's just i don't know it's just really a frustrating thing to train for yeah <laughs> it's like and okay I, I have to train for your perception of it's just of like quality.
1: you said yeah it's it's different i mean they're obviously because when you know i ref jiu tournaments i think about that a lot too the idea of what my three count is versus what another ref's three count is and like it's you know it's a it's a it's the what's the word it's a um Gamble, uh, yeah. Well, no, it's it, it's open to each other's perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ob- objective, right? So, like, what my what my idea of what three count is going to be is it was different than what somebody else's three count is going to be. So, like, what I think is a guard pass is going to be a little bit, little bit different with somebody else thinks a guard pass. It's just like when you're holding. 360 pounds on your chest. Like, what someone else's idea of what a two-calon is is it going to be different than what somebody else, and you can't really train for that in the gym because you don't know what the judges are going to call for. You just have to kind of be prepared for it.
2: Yeah. And your eyes are just like popping out of your head. Your veins, <laughs> you're like all red and sweaty. And, uh, yeah.
0: So, like, <laughs> there was this, you know, uh, oh, uh, I was just going to say at the meet I went to, there was this guy who he looked like he was an albino. And when everyone else was getting red, he would do these crazy huge lifts and not like, Seem to react in any way so me and my friends were just like oh that guy's a ghost like he's been like <laughs> he was there at when lincoln was assassinated and he's going to be here long afterwards <laughs> came back there <through> again <laughs> yeah no he's just he's just really big getting strong never gonna die
1: <laughs> so like i guess the power lifting it would know, for those that don't really get involved in the intricacies of lifting at a very correct way or a very like you know competitive way there's tons of technical precision to doing to being an effective power lifter right i've learned that by working with a trainer I used to be just the asshole that went to the gym and did whatever I had to do but then when you start to learn the actual techniques to deadlift and to squats to to overhead presses and things like that like, tell me about how the differences between jiu-jitsu techniques and uh and in, and in, and in, weightlifting techniques powerlifting techniques kind of like differ or, or are the same
2: oh my god it's it's the opposite and i feel like it made me the the worst newbie to jujitsu. <laughs> because in powerlifting right it's all about keep it tight i like keep everything tight very stiff and and flexed and then i mean two things happen when you take that to jiu is like now you're the guy who's like Bench pressing everyone off of you, like when you roll with girls, you're like shoving them across the room, and and then also you're getting just owned on top of being owned anyways as a white belt because you're you're stiff, right? Like the analogy people make is like when you're when you're stiff like a table, like you you can pick you up and like toss you around, but you know if you're more relaxed, then it's much harder to move you. So I was just, and and this thing about me is too is like I'm not I'm not a fast learner. Um, I'm, I'm the type of person who I just get better after a ton of failures. Um, There's, I don't think there's anything in my life where I was naturally good at. Um, So it was like, doubly frustrating for me. I'm just like, maybe I'm just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I think I think that that does inspire my perspective a lot is that I usually come from that perspective of someone who's not good and kind of watching the people who are
1: (laughs) you also i mean just from what i would always think about what if i thought about the idea of like saying taught the whole time it's going to get you tired you know you're freaking you're not you're just when when you're constantly like
2: Mm -hmm. like your
1: body's pumping your your muscles are burning you're you're fatiguing yourself building up the lactic acid and it just sucks the sucks the life out of you
2: Uh, one of the things there's, there's one aspect to that that actually helped me well not, not in a good way, but um, because you're so used to all that that time under tension and, and controlling your breath, um, I was I was and I, I continue to be like pretty tough to, to choke in the sense of not not technique wise, but just like uh, I can hold it for a long time. It, like it doesn't it doesn't bother me as much. Like, so so
0: Billy, would you longer. would you say that that's just your way of saying you're built different?
2: Maybe, but I think I've I've built it over time from powerlifting.
0: Okay. And so steroids,
2: but immortal, immortal choke is, is just built different. Everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if he if he shows up at your gym and dominates you, just know that that's that's
1: why. Don't don't take it to heart. He's just built different. <laughs> I'm just built different. I'm just built different. <laughs> Billy built <laughs> <laughs> different. Billy's just yeah, start referring to yourself in the third person. Billy's just built different. <laughs> don't be like that. <laughs>
0: So I, I I love the fact that we got so into powerlifting, and afterwards you're gonna have to help Kev G out with his like bench press form so we can yeah, finally hit yeah, three hundred. We'll, we'll,
1: we'll talk off. Kev. Um,
0: you know, <laughs> you've you've made a ton of waves in the community with your your comics and your art. Uh, you're a lifelong artist, like, how, what was it like developing your your very iconic style and the way you draw people?
2: it's it kind of is lifelong but not not because i consciously was doing it It's just like i always i always just was doodling in class and even in elementary school like i would just doodle my friends um and actually talked to a couple of my friends uh yesterday and they they actually have some of the old doodles i drew of them in like middle school in high school and i don't even remember doing this but It was just, like, I would just draw my friends. The things we're into, like, we're really into metal and and playing guitar and skateboarding and stuff like that. So I would draw them in, like, (laughs) Megadeth shirts, skateboarding at the same time. Um, And it's just, like, always been a thing. Like, I just draw the people around me and, yeah. I mean,
0: it's so... did, But, like, when you were drawing... Like, at what point did you decide i'm going to like i found jujitsu it's become something i truly love i want to inject like my creativity into this community
2: uh, okay i mean well there i think there's there's more to that actually before jujitsu um oh, okay. because i did end up I, I did like the school paper comic for the college i went to uc davis okay um, so that's kind of where it started of of like Oh, actually doing a comic comic, not just not just doodling anymore. And so knowing that, um when I started training jujitsu, um, my wife would just be like, Hey, maybe you like draw these guys, or like, you know, you're always you're always joking about jujitsu. Why don't you just like make it a comic? And of course I was like, that's a stupid idea. No one would <laughs> and she just kind of kept saying that for um, I think it was like a good two years she just kept saying it um and then i i don't remember how but i was at the gym and and one of my teammates just kind of said like hey you should you should do like a jujitsu comic and then at that point i was like well oh, that's a great idea that i should do that <laughs> um, and so i i just i did it just for our uh for the smash gyms like private facebook page um and then someone else was just like hey you should you should put this on instagram and i was like uh i mean that sounds like nobody would care but i did it and then yeah it just kind of it just kind of took off from there um i think a couple significant moments of of where it was like wow people actually are enjoying this was when i think way back when avery did a did a GJC times article
0: yeah um, that
2: was a huge one and then someone else uh a dude on reddit just like Posted it on a subreddit, and that kind of gained some traction too. And then, yeah, from there it just kind of snowed. I remember,
1: I remember when Avery wrote the uh, the article about it for the Jitsi Times, and we, we was talking about the Immortal Chuck. I remember when that went out; that was pretty cool. I'd like to thank you, Avery, in in audio. <laughs> exactly for, for 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 building my career. Yeah, <laughs> managing
0: my entire career. I mean, I feel like a few people on this that uh, I could say that as well, just because she's the one that I DM'd, asked for a job desperate out of college. And she's like, yeah, okay, we can, you can write some articles. So Avery, as always, thank you very much for taking pity on all of us. Everyone on earth has a job in part because of Avery Clements. That's like I feel like that's not a crazy thing to say. No, she's a pretty real taste much. Maker. Like she's
1: she is like freaking boosted the career of uh <laughs> the co- career of, <laughs> of uh, many, uh, <laughs> many of uh, a jujitsu journalist or uh, or artist or whatever we're calling whatever we're pretending to call ourselves these days influencer. Um, so like I, I like your I was I I love your cartoons, man. I really do. Like kind of they kind of have a like a Robert Crumb kind of feel to him i don't know if you're a cartoonist you know robert Crumb. he's a pretty cool he wrote he wrote the uh the keep on trucking uh yeah anyway (laughs) he was he's pretty it kind of has guy with the glasses right the glasses it kind of has that little feel of the faces and the mouths and stuff like that but um did i mean that we we trained at all as a a cartoonist did you have any kind of like uh professional training in in art or did you just kind of just doodle these things out
2: Oh no, I think if you put it in jujitsu terms, I have horrible technique. Um <laughs> my 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 brother does a much better job of like uh I, I mean you see like certain cartoon artists, you know, they, they start with the shapes and then they sort of right. like um they erase, you know, the, the as guides and stuff like that. Like oh, there's a whole process of getting proportion right and keeping it consistent, but I literally just like how you see it, like I I just I just like go line by line like that. I don't I don't like draw guiding shapes or or anything like that and I think um at first I was kind of like it it felt weird just because it's like I know that there's like a proper way to do this and I'm consciously doing it wrong but then at a certain point I was just like eh fuck it it's just like it adds to the character that you know some of their arms look really weird sometimes (laughs) like the, the like one hand will just look completely different from the other this, like this guy's button. this guy's eyes yeah, all the way down. All <laughs> of, right.
1: yeah 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 i mean I, I i dig it too it has its own little little thing like its own little like cubist <laughs> like unintentional uh no but it's your it's your aesthetic you know and it's something that that yeah. still gets its point across and it adds to the humor of the, i just try to embrace
2: it now really and yeah you're right like with the with the sensei his eyeballs like going all over the place that that started off as an accident and i was just too lazy to erase it (laughs) (laughs) i and i we were talking a
0: little bit about this before we started but i don't know if it was intentional you you remarked that it's something that a lot of people bring up to you but each of your characters just so thoroughly represents like the spirit of people that are just in every gym you know like i don't know if you were tapping into some like some greater thought process with that, or you were just drawing what's around you. But I think that part of what people find so uh, endearing and and what allows them to connect so thoroughly to some of these comics, aside from the fact that we all like just do all this crazy stuff. And, and a lot of this is authentic to the life. We all know these people. And in some cases we are these people, you know, yeah, we all know think- the guy, we, we all know, like, for example, we know the guy that will believe in leg locks to the point where he'll, uh get punched in a street fight over
2: it <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i i really every person you see drawn is like that's probably someone at my gym or someone i've rolled with or or something like that um and i didn't have any real intentions other than it was just like i don't have to think of a character like i just i just draw people around me or like sometimes i combine people Um, like the, the bald guy I draw a lot, he's, he's actually, um, two different people I combined together from two different gyms. Um, but it was just kind of cool that, you know, people, they'll just say like, oh, this is like, there's a person like this at my gym or like, that's me or (laughs) which makes me think that really we're, we're all pretty similar like the Genki pseudo thing. We are all one. Like that's, that's what I think. It's just like these, these archetypes are real.
0: Yeah. I, I but also I got to say, I've had this sent to me like eight times by people that I know. And it's, it's haunted me. This, you completed jujitsu medal that you send to blue belts. I've had it DM to me. I've had it like, I've been added in the comments.
2: I hate it. And I want, I want to scrub it from the internet. Yeah, it's not gonna stop until you hit purple. I know. I know there's that
0: still there's still a chance. <laughs> I know that, but damn, it hurts every time.
1: <laughs> Congratulations, you completed jiu That's, that's like, funny.
0: but that that's just perfect though. So I can't
1: even be mad. Like that's just the perfect thing to send to someone. Like, <laughs> how hard how hard is it for you to get your inspiration for these uh, for these comics? I mean, you look pretty prolific. Like, how many how many you crank it out a day, or a week, or a month?
2: they're, I mean, they're daily and I haven't missed a day in four years, that's crazy. Um, wow, the four that's year nuts. existence of it. So, uh, it's, it comes in waves. It's like, for me, it's usually I'll get like eight or nine ideas at once and then it'll just be dry for a long time, which is when, um, like my drawing style, it's just like, I'm just like, you know what, this, this comic sucks. Or like this joke isn't very good, but I'm just like, whatever. Um, I just post it. And then what I've noticed is just, it just makes it so like your worst work just gets better over time. So then everything else kind of like shifts up in quality. So I just kind of accept that.
1: When you get those moments of inspiration and you've got like nine ideas, you draw them all at once. Do you just get them out so they're there so you don't lose them? Or do you kind of like write them down and remember them from later? I'm just curious as as someone that's a fellow creative. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't,
2: write anything down <laughs> so yeah, it, my wife me crazy me. like i don't i don't write anything down um yeah so i i try to usually just sit down and just do like seven at once and yeah, then so just add for the week set up yeah, yeah yeah um and i get lazy too like with the the recent ones with the you know i'm doing like a story prompt like oh tell me your your best like fat guy jujitsu story or like your best romance story um that was like kind of a, a nice little accident. Cause I was just, I was in the process of moving and I was just like, I can't do a comic for the next five days. Um, so I just kind of like to shoot them all out there, but then they're turning into like some of the most relatable comics. Cause they're like actual stories of people and I'm, I'm like actually drawing them.
1: <laughs> that's pretty cool. And then you take their story and kind of build off of that and create a comic. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. That's It's an interesting way. To get more content you know and i'm sure yeah. a lot of them are i'm sure a lot of them are are recycled you know ideas but there's always going to be a few like holy shit! wow that's that really happened <laughs> that's insane yeah. i can't believe that's oh, yeah. a real story yeah right
2: and like as far as the comic goes it, if i have a goal with with the comic it's it's always started off as like these are observations and i hope you can relate to it but i now i'm finding that it's kind of evolving into how you how we get to the next level of that is like let's actually it's like one side of it is let's share the stories like the actual stories right so that it's more than just like oh yeah like uh, i barfed on the mat once (laughs) but now it's like here's how i barfed on the mat or like i know a guy um and then we turn those into comics and now we're just like yeah it's it's just like i feel like doing that has really hit the next level of how relatable these are
0: I um I actually, I don't know if you remember, but I submitted a story for like the, uh, I think it was the explainer one, like where you beat someone, but they explain to you why you're wrong. Like, give me your best like Matt, like rear view, like backseat driver moment. And I had the story about the McDojo I used to train at. I was sure I was going to win. But then I read the the guy who said a guy woke up from a darts I put on him and then explained why it wasn't really that tight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I can't beat that. That's just that's, just that's perfect. But funny. reading all of these stories has been a real treat. Like even the ones aren't that aren't getting a lot of likes. It's just been like, wow. Like everyone's got everyone's got at least one of these stories.
1: <laughs> what was one of the? What's one of the like? Best of memory. What's one of the craziest stories that someone's ever submitted? To you? That you're like, oh my
2: god, that really happened. Oh, I think it's it's definitely one of the the more recent. Well, actually, the the one that I did a comic of today uh, of people making out while in guard. Uh, during- oh, like that's, that's well, I mean, that's something where I could. I'm just like, okay, I can see it. Um, I, know, I know those Love types you. of people. I haven't Dude. seen that in person, but. That's That's wild with the fire
1: with the fire extinguisher. Watched a a couple kissing in guard during the drills, and at that moment, I wanted an asteroid to now. It's all props to like
0: props to the guy for owning up to it, though. In the comments, like, yeah, that was me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh. is that him,
2: him, though? That's isn't aren't that two dudes? I I don't, I I wasn't sure.
1: (laughs) This dude's name's Nicholas Kitten so it could be knows. a joke
2: it could be a joke
0: i don't know he could just be like i am spartacus <laughs>
1: <laughs> we talked about we I, avery wrote an article for aces the other day and she, i was reading it and uh it talked about how having relationships in the gym and there's one like universal rule like you shouldn't show signs of affection while on the mat it's just kind of an unwritten rule i guess i don't know i don't know if i would be completely gassed by it but I would definitely be a little bit like, well, that's just weird. That's <laughs> just odd. I don't want to think Very, about that because now, weird, when I'm in, like, yeah, <laughs> right, so, no, But now, when I'm in, like, <laughs> like. Big fat Charlie's guard, and I'm like looking at him. I'm thinking to myself, I, is there supposed to be a sexual thing? Is there, I, like, is, is there a weird like arousal moment that's gonna come? I was a little bit turned on earlier. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna, uh, if it's gonna, get weird. Am I, am I taking it too far? Now, am I, I,
0: I, I want to know though. Like, I feel like he would have, like, I'd probably be turned off by it just because I'm like, oh, come on. But then if the girl used it as a distraction to like blow through his like really good close guard, I'd be like, all right, you get. That's just the hustle. You I guess I, I guess you,
1: that is good. You gotta give her a hustle, right? I gotta give you Gotta her do what you name,
2: gotta right? do. <laughs> Usually feminine, feminine pose, wild. I want to pose a challenge to anyone out there who, if this happens to you and you see someone, another group kissing in guard drills, I implore you to start making out with your partner and see <sighs> if it makes yeah. yeah, Billy, Billy, what have you
1: done? <laughs> yeah, you know what? You can do it. Me and me and Tony can do it too. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. what, look what you started. Love is love. <laughs> love, is love. Oh my god.
2: That, cool I, that,
0: that, that, that brings me to my next point. Uh does your wife happen to
2: train, or is this a one jujitsu household? It's it's a it is a was one, became two, and is back to one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so I I eventually convinced her to train and Uh, she's she's the opposite of me so she was like really naturally good at it she got her way up to blue um but her wrists are really really small so she just started getting like just messed up wrists and they and we just like you know we gotta stop like it was really bad um and now she's got like pretty much permanent wrist damage so we're just like you know it's that's good like like a concert violinist or something
1: like that is your wife yo-yo mao or <laughs> sorry <laughs> that was horrible that was horrible. that was horrible that was horrible for like a hundred it's, it's yo-yo places. ma by the way i would like, I was like to apologize to
0: you. i you know,
1: know.
2: i'm gonna
0: fully i'm gonna fully disassociate man
2: i mean that just, was I'm wrong gonna, I'm gonna make out with you in guard. Yes, oh I like it. That's, that's how we can solve that. A, I, my, fully, <laughs> I want to just fully.
0: I want now, this is my moment where I want an asteroid to annihilate us. That was. <laughs> that's great. Okay, I just want to make it very clear. Right. I, Kevin Gallagher was not making a Mao joke. He just gets names wrong. Yeah. Okay? Oh, did I, I uh, say
1: <laughs> I, re- I, re- I really made that bad, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you sorry. did. I'm
0: sorry. You did. <laughs> Yo yo
1: yo yo! He just yo. doesn't. doesn't it. No more names. No, no, no more names, Kevin. Name. For yo, one second, yo my, right? yo it's yo 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 ma. like Billy's like, hey man, just let it go. <laughs> 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 We're good, man. <laughs> okay. We're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking all the times I didn't correct you when you got a name astronomically <laughs> wrong, and I'm like, uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin will definitely put a little clip in there. The views of Kevin Galloway do not necessarily represent the views of the Jitsi Times.
2: Like a, welcome, to Billy,
0: to the last episode so. of the JJT Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of it. Yeah, now
2: skate. See you guys.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: You'll be hearing from my attorney. <laughs> so, so, Billy, uh, early on, like, the comics came in as, like, what looked like hand-drawn on paper comics. You made a switch to digital. What what led to the increase in uh, investment from you into the comic? And uh, did it detract from whatever you were doing Professionally, at the time, like for work,
2: uh, I think it it always maybe does a little bit. Uh, I well, I should rephrase that. I've I've made it work for me because I mean it does it does take time, um, but there's always sort of like a pros and cons to everything. So when it was when I started off on just paper and and pen, like I was just piling up so much trash, just so many drawings everywhere. Um, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like, Oh, I should keep it. Like kind of as a record sort of thing. But honestly, like, what am I going to do with this? Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't know. It's just taking up space. So going to digital was kind of to address that. Like I'd rather just have it digital and not have to worry about it. Um, but the same guy who told me to start an Instagram, he, he also, you know, hinted at like oh maybe you should do an ipad or something um so i just it was around that time that it started taking off a little bit um i was probably getting like a couple hundred followers or something like that i was like yeah this this makes sense um and from an ease perspective i thought that it was going to be something where i would just draw a few characters and i could just keep like reusing them just copy paste i mean that, that never happened but yeah it was sort of like a <laughs> an ease thing. <laughs> That's
1: cool. How long how long have you been doing stand-up comedy for? Stand-up comedy? No, no, no,
0: no. He's he's just a comic He's an artist.
1: Oh, I thought because you said comic and I thought that never mind. Everyone who comic cancel Kevin Gallagher. I just want to
2: put that (laughs) out there.
1: I don't I don't (laughs) support or endorse Kevin Gallagher. This is the worst interview ever. I apologize, no, I'm sorry. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, keep keep me on track, man. I, I I don't worry
0: about it. I Billy, thank you for being patient with us uh, because we got a lot of like big things to talk about before the end. But before we get there, I would I'd love to know more about the rate at which the page started to grow. Um, you know, once you get into those higher numbers of like ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, you know, different Instagram features open up. At what point did you realize this was going to become a very significant part of your life?
2: Mm, actually, my perspective on that is—it's—I uh, don't know—it's—it's it's different. I would say my my brother does like a way better job of um engaging in sort of like okay
0: you you've put yourself down enough for this podcast mr hong you need to like I'm, your your brother's really cool immortal so. barbell is really cool comic we're talking
1: about immortal choke <laughs> yeah if, you, know, if but- you need some more help putting yourself down i'd be here to be happy he's got that
2: covered he's got that covered <laughs> got that, so we're you. good <laughs> but no, no it's, it's no, because, no, no, like no, no, no. i i see i see him and maybe it's just because like I'm older, but I don't know. I just, it just tires me out to think about like, okay, let's do like a a 15,000 follower contest and like uh, let's sharing a bunch of stories. I don't know. Like to me that it's, that's really exhausting. Um, But I just see my, my brother, he's, he's like very on top of that kind of thing and like interacting with everyone like in his DMS and like all this stuff. But to me, it just, it just feels so exhausting and I, and never, wanted the comic to be something that um you know takes up a huge part of my life um it's definitely not a hustle um anything i do it's more just out of enjoyment like i mean i think you'll even notice with any kind of merch or anything i come out with like i usually it's just like oh that, that'd that be a cool idea and then i just kind of put it out but i'm really bad about um keeping up promotions and uh, any money that comes from it is just kind of, I just kind of see it as like a side hustle and like snack money or something, <laughs> not, not even lunch money, like snack money. Um, so, but the reason is like, I think that keeps it fun for me. If it becomes too serious, then I know I'm going to hate it. Um, I kind of had like a similar thing happen with my design career. Cause when I was in college and I discovered design, I was really excited about it. Like I thought, oh, this is like the coolest thing ever. And like, wow, I can turn this into a career. And then once I started working like really early on in in tech, like you just get crushed because um, the stuff you're working on, like you spend all this time and effort on, on these like beautiful designs and stuff. And then it just gets trashed. It's like, oh, well, you know, we're changing direction. So throw that away. And then now we're doing this. And then you, you get various forms of that. It's like, oh, now you put in all this, this effort and then some guy will just be like, oh, you know, I don't make the button green or, or whatever. Yeah, and it, right. it just, like, <laughs>
1: you know, I have friends it, of mine that work in like marketing and things like that. And they tell me things like, you know, they go like, I went to school for like freaking eight years and I put like, you know, a hundred hours or 50 hours into this beautiful marketing platform and I give it to some guy and they're like, ah, right, can you, uh looks great, but uh, you think you could put a hat on him? You know, <laughs> like some dumb shit like that. You know, we, We'd really like to have a hat on him. And you're just like, what <laughs>
2: yeah it, it jades you and then i was yeah. i started to see um like companies paying people like five fears to come in and just be like as a consultant just be like you know what green buttons perform better and then they walk right. out and like that's yeah, every right. month. and i'm just like what am i doing <laughs> like what am i doing so i i kind of have seen like a passion just become like very i don't know it's just it's not what you came there for so i think that's why i like to keep it casual um but then also i think my relationship with jiu is also very casual like i think i'm the ultimate hobbyist like weekend warrior i only train twice a week um i'm i'm one of those people who stays late just just kind of bullshitting on the mats like <laughs> you know i'm not i'm not like the, these ultimate like work ethic type of guys you know so, so so
0: Billy Hong super fight at Fight to Win probably not going to happen anytime soon.
2: Probably unless there's another comic artist out there yeah. I'm sure we could be, maybe sure maybe we we can find one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm find <laughs> so don't, don't don't speak too soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah.
0: I, I mean, mean Oh, who, what like we know? Hey, look, public domain just put out a a, a bunch of BJJ artists. My coach is a jujitsu artist. Like, well, we'll we'll set you guys up in a fight to win main event. It'll oh, be wait. Fun. Actually,
2: no, <laughs> I, I know know two uh, underside land and uh oh yeah, only... that... but those guys are black belts. I'm a purple belt.
1: <laughs> there's a couple. There's there's some of them out there. There's there's a few out there. We'll find you a good purple belt. <laughs> <time. laughs> We'll just we'll just we we'll, we'll just take a purple ball and draw something over real quick we throw it on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> it, we we
0: set it up like it's a, a jiu-jitsu tournament, but when you get to the when you get to the center of the mat and they say like fight, you just take out pens and paper and you just start doodling and it's like It's like a secret doodle battle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whoever has the best like caricature of the other guy. <laughs> Ooh, I think I could be competitive in that, not gonna lie. Oh yeah? I <laughs> doodle mean, contest.
0: A doodle, I, I would love to see it just because I mean, <laughs> I like to see crazy stuff. I'm the one that liked the sumo match they had at that BJJ like oh, stars show. I was
1: that bad if you had watched it live and it was I cool. didn't see that, a sumo match. Yeah, there yeah, was, yeah, a, a was a jiu jitsu cool. show
0: that turned out to be fraudulent because they never paid anybody. They had a sumo show with like Rumble Johnson from the UFC and an actual sumo wrestler. Oh, oh I, remember.
2: Yeah, yeah. I remember this. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, Curtis Blades was
2: there too, Curtis I think. Blades,
0: yeah. yeah, and then R- Rumble was also there, and he was just like, yeah, I don't want to do this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, hey, wait, how about this? How about you find another comic artist, you pair each of us with an actual BJJ athlete, and then we have to doodle the the game plan, and then they have to follow that doodle. They have to do that move. Oh, hey, Kev, how you feeling? <laughs>
1: I guess I, owe you, I guess I, owe you, I guess I owe you now, Billy. I'll be your I'll, I'll be your champion. Yeah, man. yeah. You know, <laughs> Billy, you gotta paint him like one of your French girls. <laughs> paint him like one of your French girls. That's awesome. Hey, can you? All
0: right. Well, we we don't want to keep you too long, but we unfortunately did want to bring you on because you know there was a, a recent tragedy, uh, a recent act of terrorism that shook uh, shook the nation. Uh, the uh, the the. Uh, uh, anti-Asian uh, killings that occurred in Atlanta uh, you were very quick to act alongside your brother Matt might I add uh, along yeah. with many other prominent figures in jiu-jitsu um, you launched a fundraising campaign uh, this fight is sub only for uh, stop uh, stop hate and you released a series of merch that's uh, all the proceeds are going to uh, different charities um, Talk to us a little bit about this initiative, if you wouldn't mind.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just, um, it's been really, really tough. I mean, it, you know, like the past year has been just kind of like, I think a lot of it was just kind of like, what the fuck? Moments um, of just like, this stuff's really happening. And then I think with the last year, just, you're just seeing all these videos popping up of of just people like assaulting Asian women and like, knocking over old men and old women and and people are dying. And it's just, it's, it's, it's weird, frankly. It's like, it feels like you're, you're watching something out of like a third world country, um, like a war torn country or something like that. Um, And it's, if I'm honest, like, I think I'm, I've been losing sleep over it. It's just because, you know, as someone from the Asian community, um telling your relatives to like sending them tasers and and batons just so they can go out and and go to work or get groceries is absurd um it's sad it's really sad um and like we've already spent a year staying home to to stay safe you know in in a health sense and then now we're telling people to that they have to stay safe from being assaulted you know what i mean and so and i i said this in the post too it's just like coming from a a jujitsu perspective i think a lot of us join jujitsu because we've been victimized we've been bullied at some point um someone took advantage of us or we just have the urge to you know, hopefully it doesn't happen, but like we, maybe someday we have to protect someone we care about. I mean, that was a motivation for, for me to start too, is like, not just defend myself, but like, if I have to protect my wife or anything like that. And of course it's, it's given us a lot more than, than just the self-defense aspect, but it just drives me crazy, you know, cause a lot of these attacks, they're specifically targeting people who are, are older, weaker, um, smaller, And they're doing it in ways that are just they're just blindsiding people like as a jujitsu person if that doesn't drive you crazy then i don't like you know i don't know what will so yeah it's it's been tough but i think there's there's a lot of positive coming from it like yesterday i reached out to a lot of my non-Asian friends Um, I I think I've been really lucky in the sense that um, most of the people I grew up I grew up mostly um, in in a white town like I was the only Asian kid for a long time Um, I think I made my first Asian friend when I was in middle school but I just reached out to a few of them because I look back and it was just like they never made me feel like another ever um and when all these excuses come up every time one of these attacks happens where it's like i mean you hear all kinds of excuses it's it's just like oh you know it was it was was mental health or like it it was it's it's not racial enough um to classify as as a hate crime or only six of the eight were only six yeah yeah Yeah. just just these like really ups and and like i mean pull back a little bit and just be like, like people are dying and like to to just like who you to sit there and, and, and like, I don't know, tally up how racist something is, you know? So, um, but yeah, I have, I have a, a good handful of like really close non-Asian friends who they just never made me feel that way. And it wasn't, it wasn't like they had to dance around anything. Like, you know, it, it, it was easy. It was just they just treated me like anyone else so i just i just kind of reached out and just gave them my appreciation and these are actually the the same guys i talked about earlier who they had like my comics from middle school and in high school and stuff like that so they've got like some original immortal choke artwork um but yeah I'll, i'll just say like as as an asian community like we're we are culturally kind of taught to not speak up um don't make waves Um, but it's, it's good to see that now people are speaking up and I don't think I'm the best person to like debate politically or like sociopolitically. Um, there are much smarter people and and better people equipped to, to have those debates. Um, but I think where I fit into this whole equation and where I can, I can kind of represent, um, for my community is like through, through these, these stories. Um, and like, I don't know. I just feel like that's, that's where we, we can really connect. Like a, a few people have DM'd me just that are hurting, you know, the people who have, they've, they've been traumatized um, or like fetishized by someone for being Asian. And that's why they joined jujitsu. Um, and yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's just such a, a heavy thing. Um, I just feel so bad for, for some of these girls too. they're just, um, I can't imagine like to be traumatized in that way you come to jujitsu, it already takes so much courage to, to have that close of contact with people just to take something up like that. And then to be, to feel loved and embraced by your jujitsu gym, like, like we need to, we need to expand that out. Like I, I just think of this happens a lot, right? Like we we always have occasionally like some goon comes in to your gym and they just start like ragdolling the the smaller people or like the, the girls and then you have to bring in the mat enforcer, right? So if to give you guys an idea of like what this is this is kind of feeling like, it's it's kind of like that, but at least at least in a gym context, you're you're kind of you're you're slap bumping before before the ragdolling happens, right? I mean, Kev is-, Kev is a literal bouncer. So I think he gets that idea more deeply
0: than
1: you think. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, so I'm, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the guy. You're the non-enforcer. Uh, uh, I'm going to kick your ass. Sorry dude.
0: pull him aside. Hey, Kev, this guy puked on four different people. We need you to <laughs> throw him to get him him out. a
1: building.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, so I I, imagine like these, but then imagine these goons are not—they're not picking the fights with the people who are in the game. They're—they're right. they're going after the people like the parents watching or like yanking people out of the bathroom and doing it. And So, yeah, yeah. it's—I first of all, like
1: now I feel like a double asshole for fucking making all the fucking <laughs> like I'm like oh Jesus Christ the whole time I'm like oh what a fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> right. it was, Kevin was like segueing into well you know. <laughs> We've been experiencing some serious racism in the Asian community. Like I'm just like, oh my god. Um, but like, all all seriousness, man. Like you know, racism is horrible. You know, and and there's no other way to say it. And and do, do, it's, it's it's I it's something in my brain that is just foreign to me because I just was never raised that way. I was never brought up that way, man. I've had freaking I've grown up with black friends, Puerto Rican friends, Asian. Friends. It just doesn't. I'm, and I say, I don't trying to be that guy. I got a black friend. Yeah. I'm not I'm trying to be that guy. I just, like, I just, I, I don't understand it. It's nothing that I've, I will judge people on who they are. And it's just who I am. I've always been that way. You know, like I just, not a racist person, just not. Um, And the other thing I will say is that unfortunately, you know, particularly in this circumstance and some, I mean, this is a recent, you know, surge in, in Asian racism, you know, it's, you know, Asian abuse, I guess, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong in that regard. Maybe it just hasn't been reported enough. Um, But racism isn't something that just happens. Racism is taught and learned. And it's regurgitated. It's regurgitated uh, through, you know, whatever false information you know we look we saw it during world war ii the japanese population was left in concentration camps and like it's like bro i don't i am not even live in japan like i don't even know what the fuck's going on over there like i'm not even japanese <laughs> you know like like what's, what's the problem And i'm sorry that this is happening but like we're gonna put me in concentration camp because world war ii is going on because you think i'm a spy so now the entirety of the asian population is a spy you know and we start talking about covid and you know just Flat out there, COVID and then the Chinese flu. People think like those things don't make a difference. They think they're just random little turns of a phrase. But the reality of it is, is they start drawing lies and dissension between people. By just putting out something as simple as saying the Chinese flu. Now, everyone that appears to be even remotely Chinese, regardless of what your real heritage is, is automatically responsible for the misinformation and all of the troubles it caused everything that happened in my life. I can't train jujitsu. I can't go to work anymore because you brought the Chinese flu to my country. You, you follow the narrative. It's just it saddens me. I think it's a representation of human nature. That's just a disgusting thing that we are better than we should try and strive, always strive to be better than, than that. End of discussion. And I commend you for drawing attention to that, Billy, in all
2: seriousness. Thank you, man. Like, I, I really appreciate it. And, you know, uh, I know. So it's really good that I think in the Asian community, a lot of us are speaking out a lot more now. Um, and it's great. Like I say, like keep talking to each other, but, um, and, you know, like donate to these causes if you can, if, if financially that's, that's how you, you see, you can help. But I think, um, a big thing that can really help is, is sharing your experiences or stories. Um, you know, even as, you know, if you're, if you're kind of like maybe on the outside, like, a uh, you're, you're non-Asian, but I mean, we train, you guys probably train with, with Asian people, like, um, I can't emphasize enough how how much it it meant to me that during all this, people would just randomly reach out and just and just just check in, um, and usually that leads to just sharing stories, um, and like you said, Kevin uh, Kevin Gallagher, um, <laughs> that you know, like you just had it's it's hard to grasp like growing up just not understanding like why people can can be racist. Um, i mean because you probably shared experiences with people of of color and and it's it's not that different you know a lot of times um but we can embrace you know the differences that people grow up with too you know it's the i mean the other side of that that really
1: bothers me and irks me the most is the reality that that, like even though like i've never had any racism in my direction i'm a white guy you know i'm fine you know nobody fucks with me (laughs) you know what i mean like the the reality of people that really really truly believe we live in a world where there's no racial intent or no uh you know no no unleveled scales of it's just it's it like blows my mind that like we still have to look at people and they say things like that. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? (laughs) Like that's like like how could how what what disillusionment, what are you doing to yourself? What lies are you telling yourself to make you believe that? that falsehood, because it's really not the case. I I think a a
0: lot of this comes from a lack of, you know, experience. And, you know, I I could be, you know, I don't really know much of anything. All I know is that there's a lot of hurting happening right now and that stuff like this and stuff like what you're doing and your brother's doing are, are what's going to help, you know, just reminding people that this is a, a fight we can all be on the same side of. You know it's it's a and it's not even a physical one it's a it's a mental one it's an emotional one it's a spiritual one and uh you're you're offering people a concrete way to help because you know sometimes people have trouble just donating you know they need a little bit of a, a carrot to the stick a carrot instead of the stick and so what you've done is you have slapped these incredibly dope looking chicks on several different pieces of really cool merch casual wear and rash guards and uh 100 of the proceeds are going to charity uh trying to inform and combat racism wherever it exists could you tell us a little bit about more about those efforts because i know you partnered with other companies to great success like a cvd company you've you've reached a quite a large amount of sales in a in a short period of time. And uh, unfortunately these people are, these cool ladies are going away April 4th, which is kind of cruel of you to do is to bring them For into it. our life. Yeah. It's, it. it's cruel. of you. It's really messed up, Billy. You're, you're kind of hurting people with this. Like why would you. <laughs> who's who's
1: really a bad life? guy here, Billy? Yeah, Billy, <laughs> ca- Billy, like analyze, the hurt, now? <laughs> Billy, analyze,
0: analyze
2: just, the hurt I'm you're Billy, analyze the, analyze
1: the hurt you're I'm just causing. turning the camera back on <laughs> you there,
2: Billy. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> Actually. Uh, so, so, So fun fact about the, how I came up with the graphic for the three ladies is, um, you know, if you've ever bought rice, like the Jasmine rice, it's, it's called three ladies. So this was sort of like a, you know, a bit of an homage to, to them. Um, And in the graphic it's, you know, it's, it's three Asian girls submitting hate. Um, And yeah, like I said, this is, this is kind of like one of the ways that I think uh, you you can help if if you if it's just you know get some merch out of it um, financially you're you're helping and speaking of people who reached out um, and just it just meant the world to me uh, fight back CBD so uh, we actually go really far back I think we kind of started our Instagram things kind of at the same time um, and me and Justin, we were just always had this sort of like, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours sort of relationship. Um, I did a lot of his graphics for his, his rash guards, his gi and stuff like that. Um, And I just, you know, I try to promote him whenever I can. And he just came out of the blue um, and just checked in on me and just like letting me know, like, you know, what's going on right now is is crazy, but I want to help however I can. And he just straight up was just like, hey like if you hit a thousand sales like i'll a thousand dollars in sales then i'll i'll match that like i'll donate a thousand dollars and i was just like in tears uh it, it's just again i can't emphasize enough checking on your asian, asian friends like i'm telling you like culturally we're 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 so used to just staying in the shadows and sometimes we we stay quiet for so long like even just acknowledging that we exist as sad as it sounds like just the acknowledgement that we exist and, and that there is pain is like, it, it's crazy. Like I caught my wife crying the other day just because her work acknowledged this, <laughs> you know, it's just, but yeah, anyways. Um, so that was crazy. That was yesterday. Um, we posted that and then I think it was by midnight or something. We already surpassed a thousand dollars in sales so he's he's gonna match the the thousand dollars um and then i also need to shout out um jits underscore bitch on instagram like she's she's awesome and she's another person who always supports me and and just talking to her through the dms like she's one of the people i would say like she gets it um and so i'm just really grateful for all the support from my fellow Asians, and also my my non-Asians, and and all my Kevin's out there, uh, <laughs> as rocky of a of a relationship that we have, but you
1: know. <laughs> I, I feel like I at least got I, think I feel like I at least got us back to like close to neutral. <laughs> You're still not sure if you dig me or laugh, but at least, you, at least you don't hate me anymore. It, it might just be a push and pull relationship. <laughs> my my little <laughs> segulically at the end might have saved me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I too would like to take a stand. Hate the community, you know? I'm
2: planning my flag. <laughs> oh, and I should also say that the the proceeds are all going to stop. AAPI hate, um, and national Asian Pacific American women's forum.
0: How, d- how did you narrow down those charities? Was it uh, obvious who you wanted to work with uh, at the beginning, or did you do a little bit of research once this started gaining traction?
2: Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, I think, I think stop AAPI hate is kind of the the big one right now. And they're doing most of the, the reporting, um, it's, it's kind of like the go-to source of of reporting Asian hate crimes. So that, and then, so the the other one, I really wanted to emphasize the supporting Asian women because um, they are being targeted right now. I think it's like 68% of, of the crimes that occur are on Asian women. And, you know, I, I just, I can't help but think of of my wife whenever it's that, like my wife or my, my, my aunts, my, my grandma's like, uh, you know, on top of being a culture that's very, you know, passive and and told to be quiet. um, You're also a woman. And then if you know anything about women in Asian cultures, it, it's, it's hard. (laughs) It's, it's really hard. So um, I just want to do right now whatever I can to, to support and, uplift women especially
0: Um, yeah well i think that the least we can do is is help out however we can so links to uh both the charities and the location where you can get yourself some really cool merch and support a good cause will be located in the description of this video down below obviously you can find out more information on uh the immortal choke instagram page and you know like billy said check in on your Asian American or Asian friends, you know, they're, they're like suffering right now. And it's, uh, it's an important thing. You know, if you're just a guy and you want to help there, if you're just a person and you want to help. So, uh, Billy, I, I just wanted to say, I really just appreciate you coming on the show. I know it was a little Rocky, but you know, the, it, it, we're really glad that you could come by and, and we're, we're happy we got to talk about a lot of fun things, but also, Cover some important stuff because this you is. You know, I
2: mean, you come on a podcast, you make some enemies, and it's, it's whatever. It's whatever. All
0: right. If we do, if we all do steroids together, will we
1: be right. like, we'll we be buddies I again? <laughs> yeah. I, I owe you. I owe you like the ass beating of your choice. You can just <laughs> get any, random, you get any random person on the map, and I'll fucking out there kick their ass. Like yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> You got a.
0: A hitman for one day. <laughs>
1: I'm not good at a whole lot, Billy. I'm obviously not funny, but I can kick somebody's ass for you. If okay,
2: so you know how we can we can fight back against Asian crime.
1: <laughs> I wear a fucking I wear like a big old A on my shirt, like show up like drunk. Just send
0: him to a send him to a clan rally
1: and just be like, here here, here I am. Let me just stretch out a little bit first. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. All right,
2: steroids and beat up racists. (laughs) (laughs) That one
0: scene in The Kingsman, like in the church. All right, well, Billy, this is normally the time of the show where whatever our guest wants to plug, they have the
2: floor to do so, so the floor is yours. Yeah, man. Uh, everyone, I think you know my comic. It's, it's cool if you check it out uh, or not, but <laughs> I think the bigger thing right now is uh, Asian Americans really need your support. So um, if you're on Instagram, just just check out Stop AAP, I Hate um, National Asian Pacific American Women's Forum. Uh, and contribute how you can. But more importantly, just just check in on your Asian friends um, and do steroids. Yes, <laughs> lots of steroids. Don't forget
0: steroids. <laughs> Don't forget steroids. All right. Well, this has been a rocky but very informative and important episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I've been your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher, and special guest Billy of Immortal Choke. Billy, thank you so much for your time and your patience with us. And to all of our listeners and viewers, but especially those of Asian American or Asian descent, uh, we hear you, we are with you, and we are going to do our best to support you in any way that we can. And uh, just keep staying strong, because it's a crazy, crazy time out there, and we're trying to get through the day. But, uh, you know, with guys like Billy making us laugh and doing important things for this platform, uh, getting to the day is a little bit easier. So thank you for listening or watching, and good night.
1: Boom.